Thanks for tuning in to today's topics where we look at current events from a Christian perspective. Hey guys, uh, thanks for tuning in to our Friday night update. I'm having to do the broadcast tonight without my executive producer, so, <laughs> so I hope it comes through okay. Um, if you'll remember last week, I told you about the Ohio lottery that they started just for vaccinated people well it turns out that it uh that it was so successful at getting people to take this shot that now new york and maryland are beginning a vaccine lotto they're appealing to people's greed aren't they that always seems to work uh i really had to pick and choose what to talk about tonight there's a million things going on but one of them i found interesting you know Rand paul the senator from kentucky well he's had some classic debates with old flip-flop and fauci the last few weeks in these senate hearings and debates he's had going on with him uh you have to remember that Rand paul is a doctor also so he brings a lot of knowledge to the table when he's uh questioning fauci but uh this week, he finally got Fauci to admit that Fauci had only been wearing his mask for show, he called it. Uh, you know, I've been telling you guys for months and months that the science on these masks is settled. There is no debate. The science is settled on it. Rand Paul knows that, and Fauci knows that. But it was nice to finally get him to get Fauci to admit it. That was the good thing about it. Uh, you know, it's not up for debate. These silly masks cannot protect you from this virus. In case you've missed the 10 different things I've done on it, let me reiterate again, okay? The N95 mask is supposed to be the best one, the one that stops the most particles. Well, if you read on there, it can only stop particles down to 0.3 microns, okay? Uh, virus particles are 0.06 up to 0.14 microns. So in case you're bad at math like me, that means that the virus particles are two to three times smaller than what the mask can stop. Okay? Uh, and if you're wearing one of these silly homemade masks, that's just completely useless. That's nothing. But anyway, it's just the end of discussion. There's no need talking about it. That's been settled. But it was just nice to get you know, to hear Fauci on record having to admit that. Uh, now we have Texas wearing my Texas shirt today. I'm going to show Texas a little love because, man, they're really getting it done when it comes to using common sense. But Texas, now along with Florida and South Carolina, have passed laws that are banning schools and local governments from requiring a mask. That's good stuff. Um uh, the state of Utah has also banned mandatory masks in schools. They haven't went as far as the in, in the government yet, but they banned it in schools. So Utah, good job. But, uh, you know, look, it, if it makes you feel better to wear the mask, then by all means do it. I mean, do what makes you feel comfortable. But uh, don't trust that it's going to protect you because it cannot. And don't try to force it on other people. Uh, but if you want to wear it, I mean, wear it, wash your hands and social distance. That's what works. 
that's been proven forever. That's what works. Uh, the entire thing just irks me in case you couldn't tell, but that's like you got fancy Nancy Pelosi up there in charge of Congress and she's now fining people $500 first offense. It goes up to $2,500 or second offense, but she's fining these people for not wearing their mask while in the congressional house. She has a right to do that. You know, she's in charge of the house. But then as soon as they walk out of the chamber, out in the hallway, they all take their mask off and there's no fine. Do you see how ignorant that is? If you can catch the virus five feet that way, <laughs> the whole thing's about control uh, and submission. That's all it is. Uh, I, you might have saw just a little glimpse of this stuff where Nancy Pelosi's fining these people. They don't talk much about that because five feet away, they're not being fined. Anyway, next door, the U.S. military is instituting critical race theory into their training. You can find this on the www.military.com if you want to look it up. Now, critical race theory basically teaches that if you're white, you're a racist. That's what it teaches. Uh, being born white is bad, and everything in society is based on race and discrimination. That's There's a lot of fancy words in the CRT curriculum, critical race theory curriculum, but that's pretty much what it boils down to. Uh, it's just an awful lie when you try and teach people that the race you're born into, that you have nothing to do with, the race that you're born into completely dictates your life. Uh, that's just a lie. That dictates all your actions and beliefs. But that's what critical race theory teaches, and that's what the military has implemented into their training. That's awful. But uh, Newsmax also reported today that 71% of our military has been vaccinated or plans to get vaccinated. And that's a big change because it was just 45% a couple of weeks ago. So something or somebody has changed a lot of minds on this. I don't know what it is, but... And Texas also, bragging on Texas tonight, Texas has just passed a ban on all abortions once a heartbeat can be detected. That is huge. That is awesome. That's great. Uh, usually a heartbeat can be detected four to six weeks. Most women don't know they're pregnant until four to six weeks. So this is an awesome thing. This is, uh, it's called, you know, the heartbeat bill, I think. But Texas is doing a good job doing all they can to do away with abortions, which is awesome. Now, the Supreme Court has agreed to hear a similar case. It won't come up until this fall, but they've agreed to take the case. But it centers around a case out of Mississippi that's pretty much the same thing. So it bans most abortions. Uh, several states are passing legislation that hinders abortion. So all eyes will be on this Mississippi case come fall. Because if the Supreme Court upholds it, then all the rest of these states' cases are going to be upheld also. So it's going to be a few months until we get to see what happens, but it's going to be real, real interesting to see. Uh, a lot of states are doing some great things. And then we have California. You know, I think California got scared a couple of weeks ago that Oregon was going to take over the top spot 
as the most liberal and fruit loop state that we have. So California had to do something to take back over the top spot. They didn't want to leave any doubt. Uh, the University of California system, it's a lot of colleges that are in that, but the University of California system will no longer require SAT or ACT test to enter into college. Now think about that for a second. There's no longer in the University of California system going to be a test to determine if you're even capable or able to do college work. Oh, doesn't it make sense to take a test to see if somebody has the mental capability to actually succeed in college? I mean, why would you want to set a child up for complete failure? Oh, Allowing kids into college that has no chance to succeed is actually helping kids exactly. Let me know. How is that helping kids? Well, you know, we don't want to give them a test that, and then they can't get into college, so we're going to let them in when they have no chance to succeed. How is that helping them? But that's what California has decided to do. It's just unbelievable. I like picking on California. Y'all know that. But it's not just them. I got to be honest. You can go to collegelifetoday.com and look this up. And you'll find a long list of schools that are actually doing this. I didn't believe it. I said, surely nobody's as nutty as California, but they are. Uh, Auburn University is actually on that list. Now, that explains a lot to me as an Alabama fan. But uh, <laughs> anyway... You can go to collegelifetoday.com and look up all these colleges around the country that are not requiring SAT or ACT scores anymore. It's, it, it's just ridiculous. They're setting kids up, up for complete failures, what they're doing. But I got to touch on this because I talked about it last week. The election audit is still going on out in Arizona, and it's a mess. Uh, you've got people that won't turn over records. You've got people that are changing the story. Uh, but they're just not letting it go. They're going to still do this. They're going to, they're doing this audit out there, but it came out today that a judge in Georgia is now allowing a complete audit of all absentee ballots that were cast in Fulton County, Georgia. You know, that's Atlanta, that's millions of votes, but it's just the absentee ballots that they're going to be able to check in Georgia. Uh, you know, these court ordered audits should have been done between November and January, you know, when power gets transitioned in January. All this stuff should have been done then if there was anything going to be done about it, but they didn't. No court would hear it then. They kept saying, no, 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 there's no evidence. No, we're not going to hear it. They wouldn't do it. Uh, now they're allowing this stuff to be done. For what purpose? Nothing can be changed now. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's interesting to watch just to see so we can try to somehow have some, you know, belief in our voting system again if you want to put it that way but it's it's too late nothing can be done if they find something now nothing will be done about it nothing nothing can be done the good thing is that since the election mess last year uh 47 states have now implemented some type of new election laws into their system so you know 47 states doesn't that make you think for a minute? Wait, if 47 states had to implement new laws, there must have been something wrong with the old laws, right? Or you wouldn't have needed new ones. 
So 47 states now have some new laws on the books when it comes to elections. And it just makes you wonder, why wasn't it done before? Why now? You know? Anyway, I guess you saw the picture this week to where the uh, Ford unveiled their all-electric F-150 pickup. It looks pretty good. It looks just like a regular pickup. I didn't see anything different with it. Um, But if you'll remember, I talked about this. You can go back and look at the 2030 agenda. Uh, They all signed on to it. Everything has to be electric by 2030. And it looks like Ford's getting the jump on the competition on some of these other companies. They're going ahead and doing it because they've got to do it. They've already signed the stuff. They've already agreed to spend all these billions of dollars, all these car companies. There's only a couple that are holding out. I can't remember. It might be Honda. I'm probably wrong on that. I can't remember. But there's only one or two companies that haven't signed on to the 2030 agenda. Ford is one of the first ones to agree to and jump onto it. So they're getting a head start. Like I said, the pickup looks pretty good if you like a Ford. Uh, we'll see. But it's got to be done. We've all got to prepare for this. It it sounds like science fiction when I talk about everything's got to be electric by 2030. I know some of you are thinking there's just no way. That's not going to happen. Well, it's going to happen. It's already been signed and agreed to. And the World Economic Forum is in charge of this stuff, and they have said it, and it's done. So we just got to get ready and accept it. Uh, Israel and Hamas have agreed to a ceasefire that came out yesterday. They agreed to it. Egypt actually brokered this deal. Egypt got there and, you know, kind of got both sides to come to the table. And it's, it's not Israel. I'm not being biased. I'm just being honest. Hamas started shooting rockets over 4,000 total into Israel. Israel retaliated against the Palestinian terrorist. That's the truth. No matter what you think or you've heard, that's what happened. So it wasn't Israel stopping. It was getting Hamas to quit shooting rockets across the border. So Egypt got them to quit doing that. And when they quit shooting rockets, Israel quit bombing them. It's just that simple. Uh, Then you had Biden on TV today. He was trying to take credit for it that... Uh, and he had nothing to do with it. This was Egypt. The United States didn't have anything to do with getting them to stop. Egypt got Hamas to quit shooting rockets. That's pretty much what it boils down to for the time being. But there were still some uh, protests and clashes occurring in Jerusalem today. But there's been no rockets today so far, as far as what I've seen. Uh, I've been outside a lot. I hadn't had a chance to just keep up with it all day today. But as of earlier today, there was no rockets. So Israel has stopped, you know, firing into Gaza. Then you had last week, it was Los Angeles and New York were having these marches and these protests, supposedly in support of the Palestinians that they know nothing about. But that's what they were doing, and it's still going on today. There were still some marches in New York and Los Angeles with these Palestinian flags supporting the Palestinians. You have to wonder, do they actually... Do they know what's going on? Do they care? Do they have any knowledge of what's really happening over there? I don't think so. I I don't think these nuts know anything about the Palestinians or about Israel. I think it's just a group of Antifa Marxists that see an opportunity to march and riot and act like the nut jobs that they are. I mean, you can't tell me the thousands and thousands of these people in all these different cities in the U.S. know everything about the political makeup that's going on in Israel right now. And the reason I say that 
is because the organization black lives matter that organization you know on their heading of their uh i forget what you call it like their business heading if you want to call it that but they list on there that they're marxist they're not ashamed of it but they issued a statement wednesday that declared their solidar their solidarity with the palestinians and hamas they mentioned hamas who is the palestinian terrorist arm of the palestinian but that's who blm put their support behind out there on the internet where everybody can see it just letting everybody know who they support that should tell you all that you need to know about this group but anyway on the woke front i was going to talk a little bit about the court case with the college of the ozarks it's a christian university that filed a lawsuit against joe biden's executive order to where all transgenders have to be allowed in each other's bathrooms and locker rooms and all that stuff. Uh, the judge actually came out today siding with Biden. Uh, pretty much what it says in our simple terms is if a boy decides he wants to go into the girl's locker room, and take a shower, you got to let him. And I'm not going to get into it too much because the college decided that they're going to appeal it like I knew they would. They're not going to just let this go but they are appealing it. So it's not done yet. Um, something else. I don't know if any of you know who this lady is. I've seen her picture a lot. Demi Lovato. She's a singer and an actress. They say I'm not familiar with her, but she announced this week that she is non-binary. And yes, I had to look that up because I don't understand what that means. Non-binary. The definition is, a spectrum of gender identity that is not exclusively male or female. <clears throat> so basically what she's saying is she does not want to be considered a male or a female. On the report I saw, she wants to be called they or them. Is she more than one? Is she, I mean, <laughs> This, if she's a singer and an actress, she probably can afford a good psychiatrist, and it sounds to me like she really needs one. She needs to call around to some of her friends and find a good one and make an appointment because that doesn't make any sense to claim that you are non-binary. She's proud of it. She put it out there on the Internet. She wanted everybody to know it. Let's, let, let's move on. But not a lot of people are talking about this. I'm going to end with this tonight because nobody's really talking about it. And it's important when it comes to Bible prophecy and it comes to being aware of what's going on. But there's been a civil war going on in Ethiopia since November. And uh, only a couple of reporters have even managed to get in there. NPR.org has reported on it because they're one of the two different agencies that was actually able to get a reporter in there and get them close. Uh, you know, NPR has several radio stations. You can listen to them. I look them up online. I like to read about it, but, uh, it's unbelievable. It's actually shocking. It shocked me and I've been around a while. So if you shock me with something, it's pretty bad, but, uh, thousands have been killed, rape and murder on a scale that I really can't go into on this broadcast. Um, uh, it's just beyond shocking. Ethiopia is Africa's second most populated country, okay? 
And let me just leave it at this. Ethiopia, after what's been going on since November, they'll never be the same. The country will never be the same. It's that bad. If you want to go to NPR.org, you can look it up. I'll let you read about it. I cannot go into it because it's R-rated, I assure you. So be warned if you go look this up, it's pretty bad. But uh, why should we care about Ethiopia? Why is it a big deal? Well, because Ezekiel 38.5 says that Ethiopia will be one of the nations that's in the Gog-Magog alliance that comes against Israel. Okay? If you remember me talking about that a while back, uh, you've got Libya and Africa are the only two African nations that are mentioned in this Gog and Magog alliance. Kind of odd. So Ethiopia is pretty important. Now, they obviously can't come together and help support some type of invading alliance if they're torn all to pieces in a civil war, which they are right now. So if they've completely destroyed themselves, then they're not going to be able to do any of this kind of stuff. So you need to pay close attention, I think, to this civil war in Ethiopia because this may be leading to something that's going to bring the country around to... It's, it's just something odd about this for everything else to be lining up so closely in Scripture and now Ethiopia to be torn apart like they are. Something's going to happen pretty miraculous. It brings them back together. Some other nation's going to help. Something's going to happen with this Ethiopia civil war, I think. Uh, we need to watch how it ends. Who ends it? How do they politically come out of this? What's going on with them? Because they are beyond a mess right now. So for them to be able to come back together and help support this invading alliance, it's going to it's gonna take something pretty miraculous. So let's pay attention to Ethiopia. I'll try to keep you updated because most news stations aren't. Uh, they're too busy looking at some of the silly other, silly other stuff that's going on. They're not really looking at anything like that. But uh, I do want to end with, I was doing my daily Bible study today, and it's pretty awesome. Uh I actually received an answered prayer. I've been praying for something the last couple of days. It's been weighing heavy on my heart. And if you want to know something, then go to God's Word and let Him speak to you through His Holy Spirit. And that's that's what I did. It really did bless me, so I hope it blesses you. Let me read uh, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. It says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall we not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That just spoke to my heart today. That's pretty awesome scripture. Uh, we're never to be looking back, are we? We need to be looking forward. I want to thank you all for listening. As usual, uh, hopefully during the middle of the week I can get to this this Catholic church stuff that's going on in Germany, because man, it's, it's crazy. Uh, hopefully I can get to that one day this week, but y'all go to church Sunday if you get a chance. And by all means, y'all keep reading your Bible.